0: Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse that was pretty thoroughly beaten to death already in the 90s. Today, we're discussing stupor powers, uh, the kind of role-playing game that feels like the material reason that someone didn't get a job at Cracked Magazine in 1995. It's pretty much that. It's that or it's evidence. It's one of those two things. It's like in an evidence locker at a police station. It's just... It's just really bad and very unfortunate, and we're here to talk about why, today, on System Mastery. Hey, John. Yeah. you know how before most episodes nowadays we have a couple of quick ads we do, but they're never for like me undies or whatever, they're just for like cool people who send us a couple of bucks to be on the show? I do, yeah. I do know that, because That's... I hate to shill for companies, but I will shill for people. Exactly, and if your person, if the people we are shilling for happen to own like a really small publishing imprint name or something if they're like oh we wrote our own that's a small game. business not exactly. a company not a company so we'll we'll let them show but anyway we have a couple of those this week as always if you'd like to get one super easy go to our website systemmasterypodcast.com click on the give us some money button it's a button that says give us some money it's very easy to find yeah and uh when you give us some money we'll read an ad for you on the air That's simple there are other ways to get them but those are for people who are in the know that's a patreon shit so uh, I have two of them to go through, so I'm just going to tell you all about one, and then the other one we'll discuss. Ooh, a discussion. Yeah, you ready? Here we go. Hello. Hello. You... <laughs> okay. Okay. Hang on. I want you to come. That's that's good work. That's good improv work. Uh, but what I actually would prefer is more of a goodbye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, hello. Hi. Oh, fucked. Some of it. You're never going to make it out of Groundlings. One. <laughs> Please continue. If you've ever looked out at the ocean or a picture of the ocean, yes, and, and wondered, (laughs) I don't know if the Upright Citizens Brigade is right for you, (laughs) and wondered what the bump is up with that thing, we have a new podcast for you to check out. It Came From the Sea aims to break down the mystery of ocean science in a way that is entertaining and informative. Host Sarah uses her degree in oceanography and lifelong love of the sea and all things nautical as she drags her friends along on her journey to share this enthousi- aquatic enthusiasm. Aquatic enthusiasm. Aquatic en- 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 engrams, captain. <laughs> captain. 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 I can't talk. It should have been you who read this. It should have been I'm you. sorry, Sarah. I'm going to start over from that sentence. Host Sarah uses her degree in oceanography and lifelong love of the sea and all things nautical as she drags her friends along on her journey to share this aquatic enthusiasm with the world at large. The wrong boy died. <laughs> <laughs> I was—I I saw you lining up some kind of joke, and I thought you were going to start singing Wellerman Comes" or something. <laughs> I was ready for it. New episodes of It Came From the Sea drop every other week, and bonus episodes are available at all tiers on the Patreon. You can find a link to the Patreon and all the latest podcast news at twitter.com slash from the sea pod. Now, that's sea like the ocean, so I don't want you to use any of the other various spellings of sea. Yeah, not just the letter C mm-hmm. or come C. Yeah. Or, you know, also don't confuse it with the come hmm Don't just put come there. <laughs> don't M- just do that. Most valuable of horse fluids. Uh, it I'm ca- oh, sorry, twitter.com slash from the sea pod. That's... It came from the sea, and you can find us at twitter.com slash fromtheseapod. I can see why they'd advertise that on this show, because, uh, well, they're probably fans in the first place, but also, I- I'm a big oceanography guy, and I'm-, I'm constantly going on about whales and sharks and what have you, because it's kind of my jam. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. There's a little bit of a connection there. Plus, we, we like that, that, uh, that, that game, that one game that we like. <laughs> Descent into Midnight? That's the one. Blue I knew the- Planet. I knew the name of it. I just wanted to hear you say it. This was a test for you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you passed. <laughs> good job. That's why we don't need to discuss it any further. <laughs> Man, it's a good thing we have you reading these. <laughs> well, luckily, the other one is a very rare thing where they're just trusting us. Oh, shit. To come up with something. Oh, no. I know we tell people that we'll do that, and I'm I've personally been burned on trusting other podcasts for doing that before. Yeah, because I said I did that ad on the Flophouse that one time. I love that show to death. But when I sent in something, I was like, hey, Stuart, would you do me a favor and craft something in your own style that kind of reads like, like has these things in it? And he was like, no, I'm just going to read the notes you sent me. Done. And out. I know it's tough being a New York bartender right now, Stuart, but I wanted more. (laughs) Stuart. Stuart. Stuart Wellington. Stuart Smalley. (sighs) This is why Elliot's my favorite. (laughs) Anyway, uh... (laughs) This is a this is a person who runs a GMing service. So they're they're one of that newfangled group of pro GMs. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're they're a hireable GM. Now in the world of, you know, all things digital and mm-hmm. Zoom and everything else. Well, it's it's the gig economy. And you you can pay anyone to do anything. We got TaskRabbit, Newlist. Same brand. as in town. Yep. Uh, And now people will run games for you, which I appreciate because it can be very hard to come to come up with a game. Oh, yeah. Nine times out of ten, you end up being the forever DM. That's never any fun. Sometimes you just want to play a game and you want it. You want to get the game to be hassle free, run by someone who knows their shit, have it all together. They're good at their job. And that's what pro GMing is for. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, this person. Uh, runs, they're, they're uh, on Start Playing Games, which I assume is a, a, a cool GMing service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not yet paid for GMing, not that I'm against it or anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I I'm, have I'm been not... paid to GM. Yeah, uh, uh, we have, yeah, we only at conventions. Yeah, for the, for the moment, uh, under the name GMJ. So uh, for the moment, GMJ, you're safe that we have not decided now, to enter that your... Now, is that J the letter J, or <laughs> J like a blue J? Okay, so it's G like the expression. No, it's, G- just, the, it's just the letters G, M, and J. There you go. In succession, Thank GMJ. You. That way they can find that them. That way they can find them. I mean, they're going to be able to find both of these people anyway, because I'm going to put lists on both the Twitter and our website. Yeah, well, you'll be able to find the if you if you're ever curious about any of the ads we run, I post links to them on on the uh, website page and in Twitter, so you can find them easily and go support them. Good. All right, what a nice thing for you to do. Uh, GMJ runs a recurring game called Darkest Quest, which is a dark fantasy game that uses the Quest RPG engine. Yeah, that's a a nice little darling right now. Yeah, the people old are Quest. way into Quest. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet myself, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. It is a serialized game with weekly one-shots. Uh, so so if you're interested in a game that has drop-in, drop-out potential, where you go in and there is a story, and if you like it, you can keep playing in that story, but there's no commitment, this is a great way to do that. Yeah. Uh, you can bring in new characters or bring in the same character over and over again. It doesn't matter. They will get stronger and gain experience and power as they go through, though. Also... GMJ wants us to know that right there on start playing games, they are available to run custom games. If you have a game you need run, uh, the, if you've got a specific hankering for a game, and I have people, I know people are always doing that where they finish reading some book and they're like, "God damn it, now I need to play Redwall the RPG." So fucking bad, oh. but no one's gonna run that for me. All my friends are idiots and only run Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not Redwall the game, it's Mouse Guard, but you know what I mean. Yes. Everyone knows what I mean. That, uh, that's how I stay in business, is people knowing what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Um, but if you have a custom game you'd like run, GMJ wants you to know that it Start Playing Games, uh, you can hire them to write your game. Yeah. So whether you want the expertise that they have on a game that they run, mm-hmm. or if you want your own game, to be run by someone that can adapt to it, great. Even if it's just someone who's not you this time, god damn it, that's exactly what you're looking for, and that's what you'll get from GMJ at Start Playing Games. There you go, good ad reads, huh? Yeah, great. Okay, except for all that MQuatic stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. except for the whole fact of you in you in being capable reads say things. <laughs> hey, what up? it's me it's john i don't know if you've noticed this but my petard just got hoisted <laughs> well who did that well, some sort of phantom ho- petard hoister just came in here out of nowhere <laughs> petard hoisted out of nowhere and if you want your petard hoisted by a professional <laughs> all right let's get to the show see you on the other side Hey everybody welcome back it's system mastery episode 199 the big one that's i think that's the silver anniversary yeah yeah i'm jeff that's john right there uh as always my my stalwart co-host and uh doty companion again, yeah, doughy, again, doughy companion uh, doughy and doty yeah he's very much a sam <laughs> yeah i think i think you can say that sam is both of those things you could he's also dewey I th- i'm pretty sure dewey hmm. yeah I'm more of a Louie well i I know you're thinking that I'm talking about duck triplets, obviously, but I mean as in he's a little moist all the time, is Sam, ah, uh, yes, he, like as if he's just covered with the springest of dews, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, he's covered with that mountainous dew. <laughs> I love that people have thanks to the Lord of the Rings movies now have a romantic uh, attachment to the sam to Sam because you know they cast like a good looking dude to play, but then whenever you watch the backshee movie and you just see this like. <laughs> stoned little (laughs) goblin man (laughs) Uh, looks like if you put benny hill in a car crusher (laughs) i mean that's that's bakshi for you everyone in that is like oh Oh, everyone here is real nasty. They don't look quite right. Uh, there's a few standouts. I mean, Gandalf, it feels like Gandalf's hard to get wrong. I mean, wizard in a big robe, big hat, pointy beard. He's he's the proto-wizard. He just has it. Yeah, you just draw a wizard and you get a Gandalf. That's how that works. But the the Legolas in the Bakshi Lord of the Rings, I don't know if you've <laughs> seen him. He's like a He's got like short flop to one side. He looks like a bad guy from Titanic. It's like, how did you end up with an elf like this? But what are you going to do? Anyway, how are you, John? I'm so good. I'm looking up pictures of Legolas from the backseat. Oh, right, because you have your computer in front of you. Uh, folks, another, another peek inside the curtain today. Uh, John has his computer in front of him. I don't. So this week, if he's constantly telling me I'm wrong, it's because he's cheating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm cheating by having, looking at information. Having the material in front of you during the podcast is cheating. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just want to make sure everyone's aware. Uh huh. That's cheating. Uh huh. Okay, good. You're yeah. a cheater, sir. <laughs> My mom said, I can't get wet. You can't spray me. <laughs> Damn it. I was all set to spray you. <laughs> <laughs> and people were going to be into it because they cast a hot guy. <laughs> what, as me or you? Yeah, both of us. If oh, we, okay. if we're we, one hot guy. I, we're played by the same guy. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. We're played by your choice of Sam or Dean Winchester, but just one. Which which one are we? Are we Padalecki, Padalecki or duckles? I mean, is duckles even a thing? It's I, Ackles, right? Jensen yeah, Jensen Ackles, Ackles is okay. the one that I'd be like, I would prefer that, but I'm probably a potato lecky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's good, but it's both of us. Yeah, I, I, it's not like if you're Padalecki, I get to be I get to be uh, uh, Ackles. We have we to play by the same guy. Yeah, in the in the thing. Because if I had to be Padalecki, that would definitely raise my ackles. <laughs> <laughs> ackles raised. I like it. But how are you, though? I mean, I keep interrupting. Oh, yes. I'm wonderful. Good. We're, I mean, we're together again. Mm-hmm. Recording at last. in the same room. Yeah, back to, back to the way it used to be. Uh, this is, although I put out the afterthought that we recorded yesterday already, so this is not going to be our first thing back. No. Mm-hmm. But it is... The first free thing back. So for most people, this will be the first taste. That's true. If you want to know what, if you want to get back to the first studio re-recording or recording that we did in in over a year, then you're going to have to fork over a five of dollars and check out our afterthought at the Patreon. Hell yeah, might as well. And let me tell you, it feels so good. It was a good episode because of this. This is the way it should have been. Yeah, there. I cannot explain to you, but I assume that. You know, most of you out there can understand the energy dynamic is so much better when I can actually look at you and not have to wait for lag on my end. There's vocal cues. I can tell when you're saying something and I don't have to be like, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, no. Well, hold on. I I won't be saying go ahead. Oh, sorry. Anymore. It's fine. I won't say that anymore. I'm just going to talk over you. I'm just going to interrupt you and never let you talk. Indeed. It's going to be just like the Internet, except now I'm going to win more. You can't win. This is the internet. Also, you're cheating. Yeah, that's why you can't win. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but I have the power glove. Yeah. Well, I got game, genie, baby. Ah, shit. Okay. Well, the power glove fucking sucks. So <laughs> having having actually worn and used one at least a few times in my life, they are completely worthless. Yeah. There was a there was a dream of the power glove that existed. Oh yeah. And. So sad. If you're a very young listener, and I know we have several, the Power Glove was a Nintendo item. Uh, It was a controller that was a glove, and it it measured where your fingers were to do stuff on screen. And when you first were a kid in the the late 80s, early 90s, and you were looking at this thing, it's all 90s, this thing came out in the 90s, uh, you would look at it and go, God damn! It, I could I could play as Ryu and do punches, and when my or, or just Little Mac in Punchdown. Yeah. when I punch, my punch will be on screen. When I when I steer a car with one hand, it'll steer the car. None of those things were true in any way. No, it was, it was basically like everyone had the vision that this was going to be like the Wii is now. Yeah, except you know, twenty years ago. Yeah, and what happened instead was it was like I would like to kick. Okay, try and flick your ring finger. Uh, what? That doesn't, uh, huh? Okay. Uh, What's this little alphabet controller on the back of my wrist do? Nothing. It doesn't do anything, and it never will, and it never did. <laughs> we put a keyboard there to make it look cool. That's all it, it was does for. does nothing. One size fits nobody, by the way. It's the worst glove. <laughs> Sorry, I remember what the hell we were talking about when we got into the power glove. But you're doing good, and we're back in studio, and it's all very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now our digressions can be even better. Yeah, they're going to be powerful. longer. powerful. Yeah. (laughs) No one's going to be like, shoot, we have to get back on track. Notably, I can't even see the time code for how long we've been recording, so who knows how long these episodes are going to go. We're going to go off the fucking rails. (laughs) Yeah. You better get all aboard the crazy train because we're going off the rails. (laughs) Although this time I feel like we're going to get through the episode pretty fast because this is not material I want to spend a lot of time in. I mean, Superpowers is a game... Okay. Technically. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been... Uh, that's that's our uh, that's RPG debt review. Two, two out of five. Yeah. It, Stupid Powers is a game where... <sighs> the problem with reviewing this is both that there's almost nothing in this game as far as, like, crunch or even setting is concerned. And what there is is painfully bad. Yeah. Yeah. So... It is, it, I mean, I'll, I'll give us a top-down bare bones of what it was supposed to be. I'll, I'll, I'll do the elevator pitch. Uh, this is a superhero parody role-playing game designed for extremely fast play and tournament one-shots. It was actually built around that. Uh, it was from 1997, and I don't remember what company it's from, and I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter. No, probably not. Um, some fly-by-night something or other. Uh, the, the, the name of the game is speed of play it's lo- almost entirely diceless but that's just because it uses rock paper scissors and coin flips but it's not 100 percent diceless because character creation requires d6s and percentile dice hmm. or i guess you could skip that and just have like the dm although well why don't we start right there what's the dm called in this game this game john uh the big mac daddy so so the big mac daddy is uh the person in chart running the game that's that's your gm here now of uh, course the players are the big daddy max <laughs> and they'll make you jump jump <laughs> it's gonna be all 90s all day today yeah that's it i'm mm-hmm. sorry everyone we, i'm very sorry but i'm not was, at all this book was extremely bad and i gotta be honest with you folks we got knocked down <laughs> we will not get up again <laughs> uh no yeah if you're the uh, if you're the gm you're the big mac daddy which jesus christ that might be the second or third most embarrassing gm replacement I mean pretty much after god after god and hollyhock god i think of the other two (laughs) where we're like are you sure is this what you wanted (laughs) are you are you positive you (laughs) wanted to do this god is worse than hollyhock god because at least hollyhock god from the nobilis games is uh in theme yeah you're all gods and the person running it is a, the hollyhock god yeah sure it's fine it's it's artsy but whatever at least the whole game is artsy so it feels right god was haven and it stood for game operations director which really sounds like someone wanted it to spell dispel god yes and that person lewis porter jr and that, that person albert einstein ne- <laughs> never forget <laughs> he was like some kind of old young einstein <laughs> uh Okay, so that's the that's the top down view of the game. You basically, and it's nice because it's statless. I mean, that's one. Of, I'm trying to say nice things here. The game has no stats, and so there's very little impediment to play. And, and as far as superhero games go, this is a rarity in that it appears to have been built around LARPing first. Like I know that that LARPing is towards the end of the book and everything, but the fact that it's largely diceless, that it uses rock paper scissors, that you can create a character in five minutes and carry them around on a card all kind of lends itself to this was meant for LARPing. I mean, (laughs) maybe. I mean, there's a whole section on LARPing in the back that's just... Okay, uh, uh, among other things, the art in this book is a combination of very Mad Magazine-looking cartoons everywhere. Yes. And then also, some embarrassing photographs (laughs) of the authors and their friends dressing up as superheroes and roaming New York (laughs) that are... Oh, it's rough. Oh, I mean the example of gameplay is all just action figures. Uh, that's right. Yeah. There's action figures, but there's also people in costumes. They credit them. Yeah. There's a LARP team. There's a section in the LARP rules. It's like, Hey, what if you want, if you wanted to role play this as a LARP, you should do it on stage in front of an audience. No, no (laughs) one wants to watch that. (laughs) But, uh, that's the top down view. That's the, it's a, it lends itself or at least it, If it did anything well, it would be lending itself to LARPing uh, or, I guess, irreverent comedy play. Because it's supposed to be 100% this ain't your daddy's superheroes. Oh, we're politically incorrect. Yeah, I mean, reading through this, this definitely feels like it has a heavy dose of that South Park level. Mm. Every side is stupid. Yes, exactly. It, it, it tries to walk a, a middle ground road uh, and, and it just doesn't work because it's just every side's dumb. And you're like, yeah, one side's dumber. I'm going to be very honest with you. Yeah, when it's just like, oh, these conservatives and these hippies, whoa, I guess the truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> if this is the middle, good. I'm glad we're seeing the death of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... <sighs> Now we can get into a little bit more of what's going on. Uh, I don't know. You you play as sp- uh, the D level heroes who don't have good powers. It, the the game purports that the world there's while there are real heroes out there doing real fights against real villains. Every time there's a real hero, there's probably also some chuckle fuck who has shitty, dumb, goofball powers. Uh, that don't do anything useful. And he also goes on crazy adventures and fights an idiot villain. Yep. The whole thing is like, yes, in the background, you'll find your Batmans and your Supersmans, mm-hmm. but you're playing as the full D-listers with garbage powers that don't do anything, but you still go out there and there is a kernel of a game here. Yeah. That is like, oh, yeah, the idea of a comedy superhero thing is fine. That's fun. And as we have harped on for every comedy game ever that we have reviewed, though, it is not up to you, the game, to provide me with the jokes. Yeah, no, that's true. And, you know, this is a problem I've had because you're just saying we talk we talk about the same thing. Every time we do a comedy game, we are like, this isn't very funny. What happened? Like the closest we've come to a comedy game that we actually thought was OK was like maybe Paranoia as far as because it procedurally generates comedy well yeah that's one of the ones where it gives you a bare bones Mm -hmm. idea of like here's a name for something you have but it doesn't immediately then tell you like ah and here is the way that it will be funny it has a funny name and you must do a funny action yes so the the thing i'm trying to get at is most of the time, I know that this is technically a, a, a RPG review show. That's what people are going to want to call it, right? I don't think of myself all that much as an RPG reviewer. I read the game, and then it's more or less just a springboard to talk for an hour. Ah. Like, sometimes we get deep into the game, sometimes we don't. It's hard to tell. I never feel as much like I'm in my Anton Ego mode as when I'm reading something funny, because the first thing I want to do is walk up to the, the mic slowly and just be like, I love comedy, this was not comedy. <laughs> I mean, this is a game that tells you that Superman's girlfriend's name is Lois Lame. Yep. Welcome to Mad Magazine. <laughs> it also, it, it actually does the Simpsons take on the Mad Magazine take on X-Men by calling them the Black Men. Yeah. It actually has that in here. It's, it's not good. I'm sur- I'm honestly, frankly shocked that it doesn't have like the lighter side of the Avengers. <laughs> oh, uh, cool! The back page of the RPG is a fold-in you can use to look at Hulk's taint. <laughs> oh, please! Like I need a fold-in to look at Hulk's taint. I've got my computer right in front no, of me. No one needs to be tricked into looking at Hulk's taint. It's a thing of beauty. It's glorious. <laughs> Hold on, I got to Google Hulk's taint right now, please hulk's taint please hulk's taint popping out i'm guarantee there's some of that in immortal hulk oh yeah it's just all body horror and taint shots that's what that shit is <laughs> what a great elevator pitch come read our comic it's all body horror and taint shots <laughs> okay so to create a character in this world all you do uh if you're making a regular starting character for like the campaign mode of play because uh, there are two modes. There's a tournament mode for one-shots and a campaign mode for regular gameplay. But for regular gameplay, you roll three of the game's patented stupor powers, and you're done. Uh, you do have to, of course, get your random hero origin. Oh, right. Because there's a lot of Mad Libs in this game that actually takes a moment out of... its After a lot of these things, it's like, here, roll five times and fill in the blanks on this obvious Mad Lib sheet. And then the paragraph underneath it, this may remind you of a certain party game whose name starts with M and L. Oh, yeah. It is it is the RPG equivalent of some movie trying to talk about Casablanca. Mm-hmm. And you're like, don't remind me of an actually good thing. God, so many cheap movies try that Casablanca reference trick. Uh, they want you to think about Casablanca, and you're like, I don't, I, I don't want to. I don't want to right now. I'm trying to watch Overdrawn at the Memory Bank or whatever. But with this, with like the random hero origin table, you roll 2d6 three times and it gives you your so wacky origin, except it's too wacky because they never make any fucking sense. They don't, they don't know how to write Mad Libs. Yeah. The problem is you have things like you could roll very easily. Like, oh, my origin is coming home on Christmas Eve. My SUV rolled over. Onto a far future nose job. What? (laughs) Well, there was a far future nose job there, and your SUV rolled onto it. That makes perfect sense. I wonder if in 97, because this game came out in 97, it does not let you forget that. Um, I wonder if in 97, SUVs were more of a punchline at the time. Uh, SUVs rolling over uh, was definitely a thing at the time. Okay, that, that makes sense. But the fact that all of the like end table of what's the thing that happened like what's the catalyst is all just like jehovah's witnesses wacky tobacco a thong like (laughs) fucking this is it's bad again because this is the i need to write the joke for you yeah and i'm like no if i randomly roll my character's powers Mm -hmm. and i get something and i go oh i at least they're all stupid but i have a a theme that i could try and put them around but with this they're like no we have to write your dumb joke for you well i mean i there's a there's a thing where you can tell this game was someone's like house game maybe they ran it at conventions maybe they just ran it for their friends. And when, when their friends were kept telling them, this is so great, you need to make it into a role-playing game, they were like, uh, I have six pages of material. Because the game is just a list of superpowers, or powers, and that's the entirety of it. And they were like, well, just add things. That's where the table's like your random origin table come from, where the, where you're desperate for page space. Lord knows, I know. I've written multiple books with tables in them, Ugh. where it's just like, uh, this will fill a page. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> This is content. <laughs> people love that content. <laughs> uh, this is definitely a book that you, like th- this, is, I keep running into that problem because people keep asking me to or us. But but it's more my baby than yours to expand the Duckman role playing game. Mm. A- and, uh, and I'm like, there's the Duckman role playing game is three pages long. And that's because I put in a joke about feats. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can stretch it. <laughs> Even with a heavily padded series of pictures of Ajax. So heavily padded so many re- like i can fill the whole back of the book with just character reference sheets for ch- i'll give charles and mombo their own individual pages and the book will still run to a near a narrow 12 <laughs> but this is one of those books where the premise was outstripped by their need to fill content space with just bad jokes yeah and there are some things in here again that i do like in concept uh the hit point Equivalent in this game is just you have five levels of how hurt you are and so whatever you get hit with will have some level of hurt that it deals and then it's additive so if i take one and then another one i go to level two and so on yeah but for the most part it doesn't do anything except for tell you when you get ko'd yeah there's no progressive. I mean because ultimately almost everything in the game is a coin flip as to whether or not it happens at all. There's not a lot of granularity available for like progressive damage modifiers or bonuses or anything like that. So really you just have five wound levels, but they're called wacky stuff. You know, they're called like, "Oh, hurt, really hurt, really, really hurt," and so on. Um, but they don't have any in-game meaning beyond are, have you taken all five of them? You're unconscious. Yeah. It does, of course, say if you are at the really, really, really hurt level or above, then now you have to do all of your lines like you're Shatner because you're struggling to say things. Uh, that just made my eyes close. Yep. That was like you just threw an onion into my eyes. That's what <laughs> happened there. Um, But yeah, the, the, there's a little wound track. And, and one of the things about this game that's appreciable... I, I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and guess that these people played Pete the uh, Jackson or uh, whatever game tune. Oh yeah, um, Steve Jackson games. That's what I was. I was about to say Peter Jackson's tune. <laughs> Too much talking about the Lord of the Rings in the beginning. They might have played played Peter Jackson's Meet the Feebles before they wrote this. I would. I would actually believe that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm very certain that. Whoever made this is the type of person that would watch that and be like, guys, you don't understand. It's hilarious. (laughs) I had that friend in school and I watched it and I was like, oh, you're right. It is kind of funny. It's just gross and stupid, but it is, you know, it's got a heart to it. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I certainly want to make a role playing game out of it. Is that does that make me does that absolve me? Yes. (laughs) Okay. good. Um, But no, because you can't die. The the worst you can do is get knocked out, which just ends your participation in that fight. It's weird. It adds a little little granularity RPG line there where it's like you're knocked out for six hours as opposed to just, you know, until the next thing. Yeah. No one's tracking time. Why are we talking about this? (laughs) Now, in addition to the coin flip and the rock, paper, scissors, there, of course, is also the uproarious laughter rule yeah it'll never come into play yeah it's the oh if if you make your whole gaming group laugh so hard then you automatically succeed and you'll get double bonus points if someone snarf soda through their nose man this is like the fourth <laughs> game we've read that mentions someone horking soda or milk up their noses and it doesn't have, I mean, I know it's real, but you're not going to get it with your hacky-ass borscht belt jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I've had that happen at some game tables I've been at, mm-hmm. but it is 100% about not in-game shit that someone is joking yep. about that had it happen. <laughs> Quit gamifying that. God, I mean, it's a comedy game. I know, I know. It's not supposed to be real. It's just more page space filler. Oh. Uh, okay, what what else we got? There's the wound track system, and then there's a there's a uh, XP mechanic sort of. Yeah. Rather there's good there's good stuff. There's good points, points and bad, bad points. points. Uh, good points you get for doing heroic things or funny things. Bad points for the opposite. Uh, you get more points if you are being watched. So there's a whole mechanic in the game for if you're on TV, if you're if the if a reporter is watching. Yeah, Uh, that kind of stuff that that provides multipliers to good points you earn. And there's a table that's like, oh, did you pull a kitten out of a tree? You can get five good points. Was Lois lame writing about it? That doubles it to 10 good points. That kind of thing. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I want to say probably the only thing in this that made me even like smile as far as, ah, yes, a joke Mm -hmm. was in the. Good points, bad points thing where the low level of assigning good points is a random act of kindness, which, for an example, is telling somebody not to see cats. Oh, yeah. I, and then mm. the 100 high end bad points is writing cats. OK, but do they mean writing that book of poetry about cats? No, because that's not called cats. Yeah, I, forget, I forget what it's called. It's like someone's guide to cats or something. Yeah. The practical guide to cats or whatever it was called. But So they're just saying Andrew Lloyd Webber has the ultimate bad thing then. Yeah, he got a uh, minus 100 bad points. Yeah, that's weird because he's still super famous. Yeah, well, I mean, he wrote a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> it's worth a lot more points. Yeah, he was like, well, I wrote Cats, so obviously I should be woefully shunned forever. I also wrote Starlight Express. Where what? does that... <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Where does that... Uh, I, think, I think that's going to be worth another negative 100. I did think it was funny that they decided to harp on cats just because we have kind of a new cultural context for it now. Yes. Thanks to Tom Hooper's cats. And that's that's why I Tobe smiled. Hooper's- I was like, oh, you managed to get right in there at the period of time in a review where it makes sense for this to be here. Oh Yeah, uh, for us. But also it made sense in 97 because I think that's when that first... T- uh, th- there was a stage show production that was filmed and released as a musical once. Sure, why was not? A movie theater. I think it was in the late 90s. And it was literally just, here's the stage show. Yeah. Finally on DVD. Ah, the works of the masters. <laughs> <laughs> and it-, it is a weird show if you've only ever seen the movie Cats and not the musical Cats and you don't realize that some of the songs are like Christmas songs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the good... Points, bad points, thing plays into level, and the way levels work in the game is weird because the entire idea behind it is less about you having experience, and so you're getting better at whatever you're doing, and it's more how much in the public eye. Kind yeah, of, how much yeah. like media coverage do you have? How well known are you? And so. The first six levels that you get past level zero, where you start, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get a few things that you'll get, and you'll start having, you know, some pow- you get an extra power, you get some turn-ons and turn-offs, which are basically the merits and flaws of this game. We're going to get into them at length in just a second, I assure you. Oh, yes. Uh, but it has a thing where once you get to the highest level of all uh, your fantasy wargaming, uh, <laughs> and once you get to level it's level six, six yeah, the cosmic become, messiah. Yeah, you end up having six powers. You have three turn ons, three turn offs. You are as powerful as you get. But if you get more XP past that or good points, then you start going back down in power because you are oversaturated in the media. Yeah, no one likes you anymore. You become less and less cool. Yeah. And so you go basically through a from level zero to six and then down from six to zero again Mm -hmm. as your progression. And And what's interesting about this is that you can shoot widely up and down this chart in a single night's play. The I mean, the weird thing for me, or at least one of the interesting things is bad points do not subtract from your good points. Mm hmm it just becomes a debt that you owe of good points. Yeah, you can have both of them going at once. But the the interesting thing at that point means the game becomes get to level 6 and then become a super villain so you never get enough good points to go past it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the the uh, the stated intent because it actually mentions that, uh, on that page what the point of all this is, is that it's not it works like an XP system because it it's the way you get more powers and powers are pretty powers turn ons and turn offs are pretty much the only mechanical elements to this game, so it's the way you get all of those, but you can shoot up and down that chart on a single night because you could be like oh I happened to be on national television when I used my butt to save the day and now I'm instantly famous. But then people realize that my butt is a racist, and so I'm instantly infamous, and everyone hates me and my racist butt. Yeah, the great they might be giants song, by the way. <laughs> uh, I was looking at it, and I, the uh, assigning good points can go up to a hundred for averting a world threatening crisis is the most you get. Mm-hmm. You can also get a one hundred times. Uh, media multiplier if intergalactic media beams your adventures out like universe wide now if you do both of those you can go from zero good points to 10,000 good points which means you run from no name loser all the way through to no name loser again uh-huh <laughs> and this is on purpose it's uh, it, it's because they want you to be flailing wildly around the fame charts because that's to one of the things they thought was very funny is characters becoming like thrust into into superheroic importance and then the very next day being passed over like yesterday's cabbage. Yes. Which is a, a common saying and don't worry about it. Yes. Everyone, obviously. Everyone understands the everyone yesterday's knows, cabbage. Everyone knows about yesterday's cabbage. It's it's one of my favorite Star Trek original series episodes. Ah! <laughs> Uh that got me. That got me good. <laughs> <laughs> if, if only you had some snarfable soda. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> Perhaps a nice surge. Ugh, God. Or a yosta with huarana. <laughs> <laughs> More like I'm going to have balls. Oh, dude, balls. Or orbits. Back before it was a travel website and it was a nasty drink. It wasn't. It was tasted fine. It was just too sweet. No, it was nasty. You, you remember Orbits is nasty. Yeah, I mean, I don't you probably like it. just didn't like the textural component of those exactly. weird beads. It's, I don't. I don't like that. I kind of don't like boba because of that. Orbits is one of those drinks where I have to like prove to people that it ever existed because <laughs> I'll be like. No, you mean the website where you buy, like, flights? And I'm like, no, before it was that. Suspended (laughs) in a clear goo were little bits of nonsense, and it was flavored like orange. (laughs) Yeah, and the the little bits were a different flavor, but they were, like, thin tapioca, so they more or less just went right down your throat, and you didn't notice them. But it was was a real thing, and it existed. They're like, no, it didn't. That's not... (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... Should we talk about the turn-ons and turn-offs? We might as well. It's definitely the point in this game where you get to like really understand that this is not a good time to be had. (laughs) Because up until now, you're like, Okay, you're trying too hard to do comedy. We've seen this in Tales from the Floating Vagabond. We've seen this in plenty of comedy stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, where, where they, just, they lean a little too heavy on doing the job for you. And not only is it not very good in the first place, but it's not useful in the gameplay. No, because no one's going to be like, I'm at the really, really, really hurt level. You're going to be at, uh, I took four. Yeah, exactly. You're going to shorthand it immediately. We had, that was the Tales from the Floating Vagabrown problem that, that, uh, that we've seen ever since. That was like episode fucking three. And we've seen it like a thousand times since then where they're like, what's this skill called? Swing, really nasty, extra long, super pointy thing. No one's going to say that. Yeah, no one is it's, ever it's going it's to do worth that. It. It's not worth it, they it. They'll read it in the book and be like, oh, that's a joke. And then if anyone says it at the table, they'll be like, oh, yeah, like in the book. Oh, I remember that from, from, the, from the book. From the book. I sure hope you didn't snarf any soda just now. Snarf-narf. <laughs> Lion-o. But yeah, the turn-ons and turn-offs are where the book goes into that centrist. Both sides are a little crazy kind of shit that just makes you mad. Yeah. And this is a another 2d6 chart where mm-hmm. anytime you get a turn-on or a turn-off, as you level up, you just randomly roll and you'll get something from here. Yeah. And... As far as the actual like mechanic of them go, most of them you could just go, all right. Uh, you have money, or you get double good points, or yeah. this game is whatever. admirably for a game from the '90s is admirably improv-driven and focused. If I'm going to give it any credit at all, so things like when you have a turn off that's just you or turn on that's just you have a lot of money. It doesn't give you any mechanics for it or anything. It's just like, hey, play your character like they're rich. And tell the big Mac daddy to also play the game as if you're very rich. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything in this on a good level is extremely permissive because it doesn't have, you know, skill systems or anything like that. Yeah. Anytime you want to do something, you just go, hey, I want to try to do this thing. And you either flip a coin or rock, paper, scissors for it. Or if you can do it in real life, you can do it in the game. It's got that rule in uh, squirreled away in there. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, hey, can your character do differential calculus? Or if you can do differential calculus, your character can do differential calculus. But everyone can try, and as a 50-50 shot. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have to roll for driving because I can drive. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have any skills in jumping through a skylight so i'll have to flip a coin obviously if this game were being designed i mean this is a bullshit game with bad politics anyway but but in a modern game you never want to see that if you can do it then your character can do it thing because i know people who can't drive and they have damn good reasons yeah and their character doesn't need to have the same reasons yeah (laughs) so just putting that out there but yeah okay the turnoffs. we might as well just go through them real quick you've got the list right Oh yeah, well, I mean, I have the turn ons and turn offs here, yeah. Yeah. So the f- the first one I believe is corporate whore. Yep. You have corporate whore. You have cottage industry where you have a giant fan club. Mm-hmm. Cutting edge where you get more media coverage. Yeah. Uh, fully accessorized, so you have like a battle armor and shit. You you have the superhero. Uh, action figure thing where you're like, oh, I've got a snowsuit one, right. and I've got a helicopter one. hmm Which, it, it's one of those things where it feels more restrictive than it is permissive, because up until you read that, there's nothing stopping you from saying that your character just acts like that, that your character is basically a Batman action figure from the 90s and is constantly coming back and being like, no, I'm Glacier Attack guy. Yeah. But, you know, it's a neat prompt. Yeah. Uh, There's intern uh yep yep that gives you a guy who does whatever or, or on a coin flip does what you tell them it's not useful yeah you have just some apprentice superhero in training yeah then you have the kennedy family connections here we go the kennedy family connection is well the kennedy's have a lot of money and they were more important in the 90s so you y- double the media multiplier for good points only because they can control the media. They do no wrong. I'm like, wow, that didn't that didn't age. I mean, I, I know there's very few of them left at this point, but the only thing anyone remembers uh, t- Teddy for is some real creepy bullshit. Yeah, well. So that didn't do very... Uh, anyway, wait until you hear what the opposite of that is, because it's so 90s. <laughs> yeah, you have a politician in the pocket, so yeah. you just have... Someone who will do you a favor in government. It's specifically that they do spin and damage control for if you get a lot of bad points. Yeah, you've got a uh, Booty Wagon, which is just a vehicle that has its own power. Yeah, it comes with its own superpower. It does not have any... It's called the Booty Wagon. It has nothing to do with your ability to attract, uh, you know, sex folk. Ah, <laughs> good. The sex folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sex folk come... If you leave a bowl of, of horsey sauce... Ah! In, in front of you the sex folk will come and, and fuck your shoes uh <laughs> yeah wake up in the morning find a, a little moistness in my shoe mm-hmm. ah i've been visited by the sex folk <laughs> don't forget to leave out that bowl of horsey sauce though remember not to make any deals with the sex folk mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. always offer the sex folk cake <laughs> that's what they <laughs> Now they're just introverts. (laughs) Let the sex folk pet your dog. The sex folk are going to come over when you're asleep. Don't wake up. It'll scare them away. (laughs) Respect the sex folk's invisible hamster bubble. Stay six feet away from the sex folk. (laughs) The fuck is even happening? Uh, then there's spin doctors where you have people that have your mul- media multiplier for bad points. Yeah. That's if you have people who want to call you baby. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, anyway, John, let's hear the next one. Just go ahead now. Uh, super genius friend where you get your own you microchip know, or you you pick your superhero who's got a buddy who does your job. Yeah. You, or... you basically have the friend who's like, I'm the one that sits at a computer and hacks for you. Yeah, I'm trying to go with one that was around in 97. That's why I'm not just saying you're ganky. And uh and the last one is your token minority buddy. <sighs> so, we were talking earlier about how this game has that Cartman level of everyone's an idiot bullshit to it. Token minority buddy is you carry you keep around with you a a sidekick superhero who was of an uh, uh, an appreciable minority class. Perhaps they're a lesbian or a feminist or uh, a Mexican, the picture certainly of a, of a Mexican stereotype. Yep. And everyone's like, yay, good. I'm glad to see that diverse person around. Yeah. And the first sentence on it is, to prove how oh so liberal you are, mm-hmm. you make sure your back is watched by a constant friend and aide. And it is someone from a race or gender or sexual orientation or handedness that's... Handedness, <laughs> by the way, to let you know that they don't think that diversity is serious and that left-handed counts as one yeah they have to be pissed on by society at large Mm -hmm. speaking as a left-handed person that doesn't happen mostly people go but mostly as a left-handed person what people want to tell me is the people they are related to that are also left-handed oh i know someone who's left-handed yeah that's that's the worst it gets for me i've adapted to every other aspect i always have ink on the side of my left hand uh but But yeah, otherwise, anytime anyone sees me, they're not like, how dare you? They're they're usually like, my brother's left-handed, as if I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, hook me up. (laughs) Your brother's left-handed? Oh, I've seen him at the meetings, of course. (laughs) He's a real piece of shit, (laughs) your brother. (laughs) He keeps stealing the salads. (laughs) Uh, Don't even think he's left-handed. I think he's faking it for three bean salads. (laughs) Ah, yes, the famous left-handed three bean salad. (laughs) Ha! it's only got left beans left beans nunchies (laughs) uh the turnoffs include bush family connection because the bush family's so stupid oh just they're the opposite of the kennedys yeah whenever you do something wrong you'll get Double media bad point coverage because everyone's like, look how stupid you are. I love that this is from an age where we only at knew about two of the idiot bushes too. Yeah. No one thought about Jeb when they were writing this. Oh no. <laughs> Nobody was like, ooh, please clap. Ooh, more there's more bushes now? We need to update this game. Ooh. <sighs> uh, but you have a celebrity cult guru? hmm that's where you're a Scientologist. It's just a little dig on on uh, Tom Cruise. Yep. Or John Travolta. Pick your Scientologist poison. Uh, conspiracy theorists, which is the opposite of the you-have-a-fan-club is you-have-a-bunch-of-people-that-blame-you-for-a-bunch-of-things-and-conspiracy-theories. <laughs> that one, those two in particular, are so mechanically poorly written that they just either need to be revamped or removed. Because the way they work is, well, just, uh, I'm going to tell you about this one, but assume that the, uh, the fan-club one is the opposite. Uh, every tenth person you meet... Has a fifty-fifty chance of hating you. Yep. So, in the course of a game, if you meet ten bystanders, one of them has a fifty-fifty chance to be like, "Oh, you!" And I guess you're just like, I, I don't okay. I don't okay. That guy hates me." Yeah. Some random dude on the street is gonna be like, "You killed JFK," and you'll be like, "All right, buddy," and then leave. <laughs> I, I I'd like to leave. I, I'll try and change his mind. You can't. There's not rules for that. Yeah. There is uh, the dystopian alternate future paternity suit where it's just a you cable have cable. Joke. Yeah, it's just <laughs> fucking cable. Uh, it doesn't quite get cable right because it says they have the exact same powers as you. Yeah, uh, but what you going to do? There is the ethnic boycott. This is the worst one. This is the one that even in the game that has you know uh, a bunch of princess die has recently been killed jokes and stuff about monica Lewinsky and cigars and stuff in it oh yeah the intern turn on was like Haha, we're above talking about cigars and then immediately makes a joke about it i was kidding we're not above it oh um but this one actually has a little disclaimer at the front that's like if one of your friends is like a little too politically correct maybe keep this comedy gem away from them yeah it it <laughs> Dump this turn off altogether. If you feel someone will miscon will it will be misconstrued by the easily offended, or misconstrued by the easily offensive. Okay, so let's hear what would be misconstrued by the easily offended. Somebody with the first name of Reverend has declared you a tool of the racist establishment and has mobilized his grassroots pack against you. Okay. So obviously this is a dig on Al Sharpton. I would say that the vast majority of people with the first name of reverend are actually usually pretty racist. Jesse Jackson. Okay, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. I know you can keep going because <laughs> every president goes to some church. But, uh, but really, what I'm thinking is, okay, well, what about like all the guys who are in charge of Liberty University and shit? <clears throat> but whatever. Let's move on past that. Oh, and just so you know, there is, of course, the Uncle Tom variant where it's your own ethnic group that hates you. The Uncle Tom variant. Yes, indeed. This game has the Uncle Tom variant. Hooray! I'm so glad it's here. But man, what if it gets misconstrued? Well, you know, much like Uncle Tom's cabin itself, this joke was written by a clueless white guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, this is this is awful. Where you're like, oh, for no good reason, all the black people hate me. Yeah, there's a reason. Ugh. There's a fucking reason. Let's see. What else we got? The evil alien symbiote, which is just the black costume Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, Independent council where you're under investigation all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh lawsuit magnet, paparazzi, which has to throw in a... It's Princess died Princess died Dead in a Parisian Tunnel which, Joke. Jesus Christ, is that ever topical for these people? That happened in 1997 in August. This book was published in 97. Yeah. They had to be like, oh shit, I've got to get that in Stop there. Stop the fucking presses. <laughs> we got to fucking put in some shit about how some lady died. Uh, there's... You have Stalkers. Uh played out which is the opposite of the hot thing where you just don't get as much youth kids hate you media multipliers yeah both of them work the same way it's the it's that the youth either loves or hates you you're the tiger beat person or you're not anymore yeah and that's that's all of them yeah then there is a hundred superpowers well, 98 well yeah 99 is you get to pick whatever power you want and 100 is create your own power now one thing about this game that's charmingly 1997 is that they had their own website that they were very proud of and they were like if you do create your own power fax it to us or email it to us and we'll put it on the website oh yeah they're like if you come up with new turn-ons or turn-offs or if you've got new powers great you can let us know and we'll put it on there so other people can see join our web ring yeah (laughs) yeah We also talk, we have cool pictures of Sailor Moon. We've got these little spinning graphics. It's amazing. A MIDI <laughs> plays in the background. There's always one up there that says the site's still under construction. <laughs> uh, but the MIDI in the background. MIDI in the background. <laughs> you might MIDI in the background. It's the MIDI of the most 1997 of all possible songs. Natalie and Brulia's Torn. <laughs> Uh, It's really bad. That song might have come out in 98. Don't correct me. I don't care. No one cur. (laughs) The the powers then, with the hundred different ones, will vary in usefulness. Yeah. From, you know, being able to have things like, I can drop a 60-foot toilet from the sky. It does five levels of hurt. Please note, you have five levels of health yeah that one kills people a lot of them don't do anything like or, or they they do improv prompt but they don't have any mechanical backup oh yeah you can get things like I can create a light breeze or I know where gas stations are yeah I I have the ability to I don't know suck fat yeah the liposuction vampire you can suck fat <laughs> ah yes I have uh summon curious toddler yeah and they're gonna ask a lot of questions and that'll take the villain off their game yeah but let's talk about some of the first of all there are six of them about asses oh yeah i mean you have giving wedgies mentally you have farting powers for bringing people back to life you have a vacuum butt Mm -hmm. bulletproof ass you have uh, you ATM have, ass. Yeah, so a lot of them are just butt jokes. Uh, several of them are dick jokes. Yep. There's pogo penis. Ballistic spooge. Ballistic spooge is basically where you cum holes in walls. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's yeah! The, <laughs> yeah, you have to cum real hard and then tell people to snap into a Slim Jim. The cream rose to the top, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the Man of Steel Woman of Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's also that. I prefer to think of it as a Macho Man Randy Savage thing, because I like to think that he eternally came through walls and doors, and it was a problem for him. Oh, he was always coming through doors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And mixed along with some of the, you know, super useless things, like cause 70s hairdos or bake a pound cake in 30 seconds, you do have stuff where it's like, Oh, I I have the ability to bring someone back to life, or I can shoot acid from my blood, or, yeah. you know, there's things a, there's, that will actually do stuff. There's a Colossus ripoff, one that makes you almost impossible to hurt. Uh, turn skin into aluminum sighting. But obviously it's got to have a, a uh, not-as-good-as-Colossus-type joke, which is why it's turned skin into aluminum sighting. yes. And you can also get a B.O. force field. That one's even better, if I remember correctly. I think that one removes, like, the first four damage you take from anything. Yes, indeed. Which makes it just most things don't hurt you. And throughout all of these, whether useful or not, Mm -hmm. I almost always feel like the ones that are good are either the straight-up damage ones or the ones that let you be creative. Yes, There are things like... The, uh, you can use street signs and make them happen literally. Yes. That one's smart because that means you can grab weird, you can describe signs in the scene and then say like, oh, you know, I found one that says, uh, you know, falling rocks or, uh, or deer crossing and make a stampede of deer hit somebody. Yeah. Or you can have something like switch stomach contents with anyone, which is, you know, just going around like, oh, I'm going to have a vial of poison with me, drink Mm -hmm. it and switch with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So some of them you can be a little creative. The ones that are the worst are the ones that, A, don't really do anything, and B, they already did the joke. Yeah. So you got one like create three cubic inches of mashed potatoes, where I guess the idea is you could use it to get people to slip or something. If it was just create mashed potatoes, you could probably do all kinds of things with it because you could be like the Iceman of mashed potatoes. Yeah, slide around on them or something. But no, they had to make it. No, it's useless because you can only make a little tiny amount of them yeah it's like no don't step on your own joke let it grow let it breathe (laughs) your joke wants to be funny it knows the way and they have a weird thing where some of them they will restrict where they're like oh here's the name of the power and then they'll tell you exactly what you can use it for Mm -hmm. and other ones don't have that they'll just say like oh you have vacuum but is there any no there's no description Use it however you want. Yeah, there's just a, a horrible picture of a butt vacuum, and it's just, what does this do? You figure it out. And that's the kind of thing I, uh, honestly, despite the kind of nasty goatsy picture that is butt vacuum, it's it's one of the better powers in here, because it's up to your imagination and doesn't have a dumb limit on it. Oh, yeah. Whereas instant vacation is just, oh, uh, you instantly, for one round, go somewhere nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's several that are just, or create light breeze where they just don't do much. Or anything at all. Yeah, and there's no, I guess there's a joke associated with them. I, I, I kind of see where they're coming from. Every character gets three, so, or sometimes four, sometimes more. So if you get a useless one, it's not the end of the world, and at least they're a chance for comedy if you're like, oh, I'll create a light breeze. But it's just a joke that's going to happen once. Yeah, that's the problem with so many of the ones that are just a joke. Like, one of them is, shut up the most talkative player. And you're like, yeah, you talk too much. I've used my power, so you you don't get to talk for five rounds. And you're like, ah, good. A punitive to literally one of the players, not even a character, at the yeah. table. Yeah. And you'll use it maybe once, and then everyone goes, yeah, we got the joke. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, what will actually happen is that some asshole who's a friend of yours at the table is going to be like, I'll use this every time it's been five minutes on you. Uh, You never get to talk. (laughs) The the sad thing about that one is that it's wasted potential. It shows that they had the idea that you could go meta with these powers and have them affect other players at the table, and then they just used it for that joke. Yep. (sighs) There should have been one for your character does awesome shit while you go to the bathroom or... Or your character gets double XP or someone's character gets double XP today or something where where they did a bunch of silly meta jokes that that interacted with the table, but they just did one. Yep. It's sort of strange that that's in there. I'm not quite sure why they would have like one out of 100 powers that affects a player rather than yeah. the game. There's also several jokes that are or joke powers that are supposed to be like Pyrrhic choices, I would say they're best represented by urine of invisibility. Ah, yes. You can pee on something or someone, and they will be invisible for a minute. But your friends want to be invisible, so they have to let you pee on them. Dare you enter their magical realm? (laughs) That's the kind of shit. Yeah, I have the power to make any band play Freebird. Great. Okay. Sure. Hmm. I mean, I, I I think there's one where you can summon a mariachi band. I guess yep, if you have summon mariachi band so is a power. If you have both of those, at least you can summon a mariachi band and you'll hear a cool mariachi version of Freebird. I mean, I guess. I'm going to Google that immediately after the show cuz that sounds awesome. I mean, or I I suppose you could be like, uh, you're a band of evildoers. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Ha! <laughs> I can use it on Schlock movie producer Charles Band. <laughs> play Freebird. he's like i produced robot jocks and i'm like i don't care i want to hear that long guitar solo oh good also i'm aware shriner but only while the moon is full okay so when the moon is full you turn into a boring guy who does a lot of community service and used to drive around in parade cars 10 years before this game was written (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah there's there are definitely some Hits and misses well, on this list. That right there is exactly what I was talking about with the hacky Borst belt shit. Like, who the hell is Shriners and Big Mac Daddy appealing to? Yeah. What's their contact? they're. Their, their, what's the Venn diagram have in the middle of it here? Someone who knows what Shriners are. Someone who wants to hear some Monica Lewinsky jokes. Wait, is this game written for everyone's dad? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. That. That's the. That's the zero point I needed to hear. <sighs> Ugh. Yeah so bad so the power list is just awful and then it's time the most of the rest of the book is taken up with some adventures uh, it is worth talking about the the uh the larp rules are just go play this outside the uh the tournament rules for one shot play uh you get one extra power two turn-ons and a turn-off at the start just so your character is already interesting yeah it's basically have your character start at level three yes have your character start interesting so that you can only play, you don't have to worry about not being fun for the because you're only going to play once is the idea. Yeah. Now, it, yeah, it's funny because they don't learn that lesson. That's such an obvious lesson where they're like, "Whoops, we accidentally made starting characters boring." Here's an optional rule for a different way to play the game where they're not. And I'm like, if your characters are boring, fix them. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't have boring. Once you've you made that first half of that logical gap, you you got to the point where you're like, wait a minute, we should fix this. However, it's a D&D problem nowadays where pe- I've seen a lot of people who actually work at D&D and so on being like, yeah, definitely start your characters at third level. That's where the game gets good. Then what's the point of the first two levels? <laughs> Get rid of them. Uh, now, the game also has in the Big Mac Daddy section uh, some example real heroes and villains because they're yeah. like, oh, you know, you're goofy stupor heroes. But real ones are things like Right Wing, who's uh, just uh, Captain America slash Superman. Superman. But he's only doing conservative views, and he makes George W. Bush look like a pot-smoking flower child. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put it past George W. Bush just to, to have smoked a bunch of pot in his life. Yeah, no. I... I assume I don't think he's a flower child. I don't think. Yeah, that's definitely not true. I, I, I assume he probably appreciates a nice flower. <laughs> he he appreciates a nice flower mm-hmm. child for its oil value. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me someday. get that flower yeah, oil someday. This here flower is going to be oil. Ugh. Um. Okay. So yeah, uh, th- all of the uh, all of the NPCs in this game are trash. I would say the most offensive one is probably Wonder Women. I mean you also have phil okay phil's just dr doom phil's (laughs) phil is your your classic dr doom yeah and he just runs around is invulnerable like any damage that comes in is shaved by five yeah so you can't hurt him because five's the most damage anything in the game would do and even if you try to take the suit off it's rigged to explode right He's an invincible monster who's just supposed to be existing in the background, fighting right wing or whatever. uh, And they just want you to know about... Honestly, I think he's just in here because they had some Dr. Doom jokes they needed to work through. Yes. Most of these NPCs are worthless for the purposes of putting them in a game or playing as them. They're just here because they were like, Hey, what if Wonder Woman spelled her her, uh, woman with Ys because she's a feminist? Yeah. I think the best part about Wonder Women in general is is, um, that... They they're like oh she is one hundred percent committed to being a feminist her outfit is a pantsuit she has modest twenty eight a breasts and I was like feminists don't have a specific size of breasts I'm I twenty eight just makes her really skinny too it doesn't mean that she's got a small rack it just means that her her chest is like overall is fairly thin around I'm I'm just this is what are you doing <laughs> well you see only. Skinny, ugly harpies are feminists. Exactly, and they and for some reason they put her in a suit. Obviously, because they wanted to make like a like a Clinton reference or something. But for some reason they put a bunch of shit all over it, so she looks like she's wearing a Paul Lesko costume. She's like, "Here's how you get free money from the government. I'm a feminist." Ah, <laughs> uh, and then of course there is the golden age hero of Jap Smasher. I didn't even want to say that. Last time we had we came across that word, which was in the, the Robot Jocks episode, I was like, I'm not even saying it, but yeah. And the book goes out of its way to say, he's not a bad guy, even though he's named Jap Smasher, and he it's talks just, about killing he's them. He's over time. He's over time. So when he talks about beating up all them Japa Nazis, it's just like he's a friendly granddad. He's just so old. He doesn't understand. Uh... Yeah, don't don't do that. I hate it. Yeah, so there's more too. There's a Fantastic Four pastiche where they turn invisible woman into the unnoticeable woman because she's always off in the kitchen making sandwiches. Wow, thanks, guys. Mm. <sighs> yeah, there's some shit here. It's just Yeah, they turn Mr. Fantastic into Mr. Fascist. Great. But still, I'd say that the the by far the worst one of all of them is just a one-off joke where they're like his girlfriend Lois lame and he works at the daily orb where he his boss is named perrier white <laughs> it's like these are just ward replacements I what do you the black man is also in there and you're just like come on guys you can do better <sighs> yep that's why you call him professor sex and you say that his half-brother is the jugs or not indeed that's the easiest <laughs> way to do it Oh, by the way, um, all of the women that get powers at all and get write-ups in this book, that is the joke, that they're women. There are three women. One of them is always in the kitchen, and she's barefoot, and she's the invisible woman replacement. One of them is Wonder Women, the ultra-feminist with tiny breasts because feminists have tiny breasts. And there's Temporal, Tammy, the Miss America pageant contest winner mm-hmm. and beauty queen, her power is that she has a bra with dials where the nipples would be, and they can send her through time. Uh, uh, so you gotta grab her, tweak her nipples to make her powers work. Do you get it? Ugh. Uh, that's all of them, as far as I remember. Yep. All the women in this book. All, and, and by the way, the only power in the game that's, that's related to women is concussive breasts. Yeah, you get a whole bunch of... Dick and butt jokes, but mm-hmm. then it's just like, what if you hit someone with your titties, huh? Really <laughs> hard. Thankfully, the one woman participating in the LARP, her power is just turned into aluminum siding and punched real hard. They weren't like, all right, we actually managed to get a girl to come play the game with us. We gave her concussive breasts because she's a lady with the hootie tooties. Now she'll have to touch us with her boobles. <laughs> her boobules. Yeah, thankfully they didn't do that it's just it's just so puerile. It's uh it's not great. So there's a bunch of adventures in the back. I think the problem with the stuff in the back um is that rather than taking the opportunity to flesh their world out with char- with characters that match this whole like d-list hero setting, they instead just go, "Oh, what if we just wrote parodies of heroes you've heard of and called it a day?" Yeah, there's really four uh, sample characters that they give you that are like, oh, these are things you might play. They're the people who are in the LARP costumes, too. There's yeah. Johnny Chaos and Kid Kaboom and what have you. And they're, in the beginning of it, they're just like, oh, this is some stuff. If you wanted to play one of these, you could do that as well. Yeah. And then after that, like you said, it's really just, oh, we wanted to make a bunch of jokes about various superheroes, you know, and... Because they're superheroes, you know, they can't be superheroes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just page after page of stuff that doesn't fit in with the already stupid joke we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it doesn't help. I mean, I get it because they were just trying to do like Mad Magazine level gags here. So they were like, well, let's just write up what happens with the Iron Man. He's called the Iron Lung. Ugh. And his power is that he's got his robot suit because he had polio. <laughs> Okay, Great, I get it. It's it, that's not a bad pun, but it doesn't really contribute anything to this game. No. Uh, that so that's that's kind of the problem with the back of the book is you just you're flipping through and you're like I get it already. All right, you have a Spider-Man joke, you have an Iron Man joke. Great, I'm glad. Oh, your thing is incredibly thin-skinned. He takes offense easily as opposed to having thick skin. Uh... Except that being thin-skinned is one of the regular problems with the actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What are you gonna do? uh i mean spoiler alert not play this game no oh, oh, yeah why don't we get into it you want to get into it <laughs> yeah let's, let's do the ending oh back in the studio back again mm-hmm. so uh here we go there is uh a regular thing we do at the end of these i don't know why i'm disseminating what the fuck am i doing i don't know what's your favorite thing about this game that feels better there you go uh my favorite thing about this game is the general permissiveness of it mm-hmm. like i said before Most of the time, the powers, in a way that is stupid when you look at the powers themselves, but good when you think like, oh, I can use whatever, like playing Dr. Magnet Hands, as long as I can explain why this will do something... I can still flip a coin and maybe do it. I think you really hit the nail on the head about this game right now, which is this is an 80-page Dr. Magnet Hands when Dr. Magnet Hands doesn't even need any pages. Yeah. You just need to remember the rules for it because there's three. It's, um, uh, it's just, it's one of those things we're going through. I was like, oh man, this is like if you had to play someone else's Dr. Magnet Hands forever and that was the only thing. And they already wrote all the jokes. Yeah, it's someone else's Dr. Magnet hands game. They already have the prompts for you. You do not get to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say my favorite thing about this is the commitment post character creation to no dice. Um I mean, I get that coin flips and and uh rock paper scissors is 50-50 and normally I'm not a fan of things that have a 50-50 shot of succeeding, but Whatever, it's a comedy game. Goofy Failure is supposed to come. It's supposed to be part of the bargain. Yeah. So I like the idea that it was built around LARP play and that it's got a uh, a, a diceless attitude in most things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need them for character creation, but that's fine. That's stuff that happens when you're off. You can do it with... Uh, with some dice before you start or just find another way they even have a little suggestion box of here's other ways to generate a random number between one and a hundred that kind of thing yeah take the first two numbers of your credit card and that's your first power i mean obviously it's written in that vein of like perhaps you've never heard of these mysterious nerd dice those are for basement dwelling mama's boys or whatever where it's got to insult its own fan base they can't no one can help themselves yep um but yeah, I would say the commitment to dicelessness is my favorite thing. What is your least favorite thing? Oh man, my least favorite thing has to be that South Park level. We're offending everyone because nobody's right. Yeah the the way the the book just goes, yeah, that's right. There's uh, nothing sacred, and we're gonna make fun of everyone on both sides except. It mostly just comes out with us looking real fucking racist and sexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I This is going to be a fairly broad least favorite thing, but I'm just going to say the book wasn't funny. I mean, That's my yeah. least favorite thing. It's a comedy book, and not once did I crack a smile. Most of the time I was wincing. Oh, yeah. No, again, when the comedy book tries to write the joke for you, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, but the joke has now been said. I've read it it's done yeah and it's not it wasn't funny in the first place i mean i wouldn't i'm not against comedy books even role-playing games just as jewel-like objects of wonder to own like i like that i own tales from the floating vagabond and so on just because even if i don't want to play with it straight up rule set because it's, you're going to skip over all of it at least it's fun to flip through and be like hey this book's well written and kind of funny but this it doesn't even have that it wasn't funny in the first place no anytime they go to try and make a joke it really ends up being, you know, one of either Tee Poop or Ha Ha, the Mexicans. Yeah. And you're like, fuck both of these. Or, or a Ha Ha, current political climate. Eh? Eh, those clowns in Washington. Hey, I'm going to make references that is going to date this thing. Mm, Monica Lewinsky. I think there's also a Bernie Goetz reference in here. There is. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing. I... I, I I was eighteen in nineteen ninety seven. I didn't know who the fuck that was until like eight years ago when I read about him on a w- w- well, Wikipedia page. <laughs> this Wikipedia page, by the way, extensive, amazing, surprisingly extensive. <laughs> 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 uh, he was on that train in Solo. It doesn't it, 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 he, weird, he, right? He's in there doing his own thing. <laughs> but then he had an entire book written about extended him. Extended edition. That's what. That's why they kicked Lord Miller off the project. Ah, uh, yeah. So would you play this? No, as I have already said. Mm, Yeah, I got to ask, though. It's the rules. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I know you wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, but you got to ask. Would you? Yes. No, 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 of course not. Yeah, clearly not. No, I'll just play Dr. Magnet Hands. It's a good game. Yeah. Dr. Magnet Hands, the version of this game where you don't have to be beholden to someone else's dumb shit. Yeah, you don't need half a rule set to play it. Dr. Magnet Hands proudly doesn't have even half of a rule set. (laughs) All right, well, there you go. No one would play this, and... um... No one should. No one should. And that's that's an episode of System Mastery. But hey, Patreon hey. is the thing that we have. If you want to go to patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us at the $1 level or above, you will unlock our bonus content for this very episode where we make characters in this game Yep, and tell you all about them. And we're going to do it on the air for this one because there's so little work that needs to be done. Oh, yeah. Considering um, it's all just, you know, random roll on a few tables like you know five to seven times yeah and then come up with what that character is based on that stuff yeah um, so uh, so check that out you can do and it here's the nice thing about that it's a progressive system our patreon if you unlock it now you still get everything else we ever did this is episode 199 would you like 133 or so pot we started it somewhere in the 60s doing the patreon yeah doll. back in the 60s yeah, we started 60s. this podcast actually i would say the patreon came around before episode 50 I don't remember. This is the kind of thing I should have written down when we were making it. We needed one of them books of memories. That's right. We need mm-hmm. a scrapbook. Yeah. I want our handprints on the front page from back when we were like in our late 30s and not. Well, you're still in your late 30s, but yeah. Yeah. Back <laughs> when we were in our early 30s. We were early 30s and the world was young. And this is how big my hand was. <laughs> I got some bronzed shoes in here. Those are the shoes I wore when I first podcasted. <laughs> They're very heavy. <laughs> there's, well, there's a big pair of size, tw- uh, size 12 and a half chucks. Yeah. Yeah, covered in bronze. <laughs> All right. Um, so go to the Patreon, support us. There's a whole bunch of other podcasts you can also unlock because we have so much other, so many other shows, and all of them have their own bonuses. Yep. Just go over to Patreon.com/systemmastery. Mm-hmm. You can find all of the various levels, all the things you can unlock, and of course, if you cannot support us monetarily, you can always go on to whatever you use to listen to us. You know, whether it's the Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Go on there. Give us a good rating. That makes it so we pop up on other feeds or tell a friend. Yeah. And if you can't support us monetarily, we'll also accept barter. Uh, feel free to stop by anytime with like a sack of grain or a chicken. Yeah, if it's, you've yeah. got a goat you don't need. Yeah, come on by. Well, I don't need it either. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to bring a goat to my house. I'll, yeah. l- I'll give you some bonus content episodes if you bring a goat to visit. Oh, yeah. If I get to pet a goat and it goes, eh. Yeah, then obviously we're going to give you the bonus access yeah. for that. that's Clearly. What bar- That's what the barter system is. <laughs> it's goat access. Everyone knows that. Ah, yes, I remember Goat Access. (laughs) Terrible picture. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in a week. Bye.